Uh, we're recording this episode of the podcast Clash of the Titans from Australia because it's the only way that Emily would agree <laughs> to uh, do a game that I actually said repeatedly we would not do on this podcast. <laughs> Again. <laughs> very long. Uh, it is very long, and like bronze, we aren't going to play all of it. Um, mm-hmm. We yeah, might. I feel like we've established precedent for not playing through all of games. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. we find a good place to stop. Yeah. And then we just stop there and say goodnight. Um, okay. Uh, but, uh, oh, Emily, tell us about the game that you wrote. That we wrote? Yes. It is about hunting for ghosts in a church. At night. What's it called? It's called Robin and Orchid <laughs> by Ryan Vida and Emily Bokheim. Um, yeah, we entered this in IF Comp 2013. And did it get second place? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It was also nominated for a couple of zizzies, and it won one of those zizzies. It sure nice. did. So, Which Zizzy? Um, it won Best Setting, right? Yeah, Best yeah. Setting. Um, the setting and of a church. It was a good setting. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you guys didn't get implementation for having a working camera. <laughs> I'm so angry about that still. And um, I guess now is the time to say that um, there's a working camera in this game. And it was all programmed by Emily, and she did an amazing job. And if nice. I die, Ryan has no idea how to do anything with that code. <laughs> um, there's also a cat in here, but I thought that that was thematically appropriate, so we'll allow the cat to stay around. Just like when we okay. did Beat the Devil, we let the dog stick around. Oh, yeah. 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 And when we did Captain Verditer... I had that rat. Yeah. Yep, yep. And yes. when we did Dinner Bell, we had all those robots. Yes. <laughs> or as my dad has inexplicably started saying, robots. Is your dad a Zoidberg fan? Mm, not that I know of. Do you think that he's doing it ironically? I can't tell if my dad is doing anything ironically. Huh. That's kind of his shtick. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's not one I can solve on this podcast. Why don't we start no. the game? Okay. Okay. Emily's going to do the reading. So, go. Casey glances around the newspaper office. Orchid is gone, right? Yes, she left. Why do you ask? I wanted to give you this while she wasn't around. He hands you a thick, well-leafed notebook. It's just kind of a guide kind of thing with some general information and directions just to help you get around. Don't let Orchid see it. Are you sure I'll require so much background material? And why shouldn't Orchid see it? Well, Robin, Casey says, and he spins around a chair to sit on it backwards in what he surely thinks is a very casual and friendly pose. 
Orchid is a church member and you're not, and you missed the lock-in so you don't have a lot of the context that Orchid has. I just wanted to put you on an even footing. And for your second question, I might have written some things in there that I wouldn't have said to Orchid's face. You nod and slip the notebook into your backpack. I'm sure you've adequately prepared me for my mission. Yes, I have. You're welcome. No, wait, I've got one more thing to say. Make sure you take lots of pictures, obviously. It's your job. That's one. He starts counting on his fingers. Um, it's more fun if you run off by yourself, so make sure you get Sharon off your back. That's two. And keep an open mind. I mean, just because you don't believe in ghosts doesn't mean you're not going to see one. So yeah, that's three things. Then I'm going to press any key to continue. Robin and Orchid, an exercise in photojournalism by Ryan Vida and Emily Bokheim. Release 4, serial number 140602, inform build 6G60, I6 slash V6.32, lib 6 slash 12N. Mm. <laughs> Nursery. Sharon, in her wisdom, decided that everybody should sleep in this cramped corner of the church basement. Battered toys spill out of the toy box and across the floor, piling up in a corner of the room. Cupboards are mounted high on the walls, out of reach of tiny fingers, and an enormous blue recliner sits underneath them. It's already dark outside, and the doors west to the basement, stairway and south are dark as well. Your sleeping bag is lying on a tidy patch of floor, ready for when you finish your investigation. Orchid is lounging around, lecturing you. You'd better hold on to this, she says, handing you the camera. You're the official photographer. Just don't forget, if you see something that might be evidence of a ghost, make sure you take a photo of it. You slip the camera strap around your neck. Command prompt. <laughs> okay. So before we get into the command, should I assume that uh, both of you have firsthand actual experience of church lock-ins? I don't. I was never at a church lock-in, no. Uh, okay. Not at a church. We had youth group sleepovers at, like, elders' houses. Okay. So this is just entirely a work of fiction. <laughs> um well, I was always too cool to go to a lock-in. Um, but I did run with the crowd that went to the lock-ins. And okay. I spent a zillion amount of time in the church with my youth group and like trying to get away from my youth group, finding cool places to hide in the basement. <laughs> okay. So semi-autobiographical. Mm. Gotcha. I never went to church lock-ins because I was a godless child. I see. Then you have yes. no context. I have no context. You could tell me a, a church lock-in was like anything, and I would have to believe you. Um, well, if you need extra context about something, you can look it up in Casey's notes. Oh, good. That's, so the first thing exactly I... like the, the person in the game. What's her face? <laughs> So the first thing I want to do is see what Casey has written about Orchid. 
Okay, so uh, it's a look up. Oh, should I do the typing? Okay. Yeah, you do look the up typing. orchid in notes. I think is the syntax. Press enter. <laughs> no, it's just take uh -huh. this action, like it says, may cause some slight lag in the browser version of this game. We sincerely regret any inconvenience. We can talk more about that later. Um, go ahead. You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. Here's an anecdote about Orchid. This happened just recently. I didn't tell you because I wanted to save it for here. Okay. I'm at school after hours because of rehearsals, but we're still in the fairly lazy stage of the production, so there's lots of time to just goof off around the school. So, while the underclassmen are sitting in the hall running lines, I head up to the drama office because there are donuts there. But Orchid and Aiden Kingsley are already up in the office, and as soon as I poke my head in, Orchid looks up and says, Actors only, please! And I'm like, actually, I am an actor. And she says, well, you know what I mean. No, Orchid! I do not have the slightest idea what you mean. I would have just grabbed a donut and left, but you're not allowed to take the donuts out of the drama office, so I just left. I wouldn't say I hate Orchid. Hate is a very strong word. I completely hate Aiden, though. She notices your notebook. What's all that? she asks. Oh, Casey gave it to me. It's just some notes about things in the church. Is there anything about me in there? I don't think so, you lie, and Orchid loses interest. Um, so, there is a note about, I think, everything in the game, except for one thing. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there are a few notes about things that aren't in the game. Um, because, like, there are names that we wanted to refer to of characters who aren't around. Um, and... Um, besides the camp, we'll get to the camera being really impressive later on, but mm -hmm. the uh, code for letting you look up any thing at all required some finesse as well. And again, that was down to Emily being really good at this. Um, but I remember there was a thread um, on Intifiction where I think you must have been asking about how to do this, um, about how to look up any thing like consult and Zarf was like I'm pretty sure you mean any known thing you don't want to do like anything in the game thinking I uh. guess that that would make it run slow and he was right <laughs> I think his um, point was partly that you don't want people looking up things that they shouldn't know about yet oh yeah yeah but we wanted that to be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Because the notes are right there in the notebook, uh -huh. whether the player character knows it or not. Um, yeah. What else was there about this? Oh, um, so there's like, there's a couple hundred things in the game, right? There's a lot of stuff in this game. Oh my gosh. And because the notebook is looking through that entire list every time you look something up, it's laggy. And when we found out how laggy it was, our first thought was to get rid of a bunch of the things. <laughs> or no, get rid of a bunch of notes about things. Or was it a thing? Did we try to get rid of the things, actually? I think we did think about that, and we went through the list and went, which of these objects can we call? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but then it turned out that the issue wasn't really the... Um, 
the number of things, but the insane amount of disambiguation that has to be done. Because, spoiler alert, there's more than one sink in this game. And if you look up sink, it has to guess which one you mean. It was the understand as wins, specifically. Because there was a lot of that. And so every time you looked something up... The game had to go through all these understanders wins for every object. So wow. we lost I love some the of idea. those. <laughs> That's right. I love the idea that, that Casey was sitting there writing notes about every sink in this church. Oh, yeah. 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 We're going to get to that. Um. <laughs> uh, so what do we do next? Okay, um, let's examine Sharon. Oh, yeah. You can't see any such thing. Okay, she's she's not here. I might have misunderstood that. She might not be here. She wasn't mentioned. She okay. said that she decided that you should sleep here, but I think she hasn't shown up yet. That's confusing. We should try and fix okay. that for version 5. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's examine me. Okay. You are Robin Monaghan, high school junior, associate reporter for the West High Warbler. You are not overly fond of churches, and you have never claimed to believe in ghosts, but here you are. Oh, and, Orchid adds, don't turn the lights on while you're looking around unless you have to. Some ghosts just won't appear unless it's dark, and we've only got tonight to gather all our evidence. Spooky. Huh. That's a, uh, a little-known fact about ghosts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's examine Orchid. Orchid, like most girls your age, is taller than you. Her cheeks are covered in freckles that you had never seen before tonight. She must put makeup on over them for school. You have the uneasy feeling that there are more freckles on her left cheek than her right. She notices you examining her and you look away. Sharon stomps into the nursery. There are supposed to be some blankets somewhere in this nursery, she says. Robin, can you find them and grab them for me? She looks thoughtfully at the child-sized cots scattered around the room. Okay, let's examine that cot. Each cot is composed of scratchy fabric stretched over an aluminum... This takes place in America. Sorry. (laughs) Over an (laughs) aluminum frame, and there is no way any of them could be very comfortable. Okay, girls, Sharon says. Here's how this is going to work. And then there's a command prompt. Okay. Um... So I remember there, I don't remember what it is, but I remember there being something in this game where there was some term that I had never heard. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's an Australian thing. So <laughs> was it Narthex? Maybe we'll... <laughs> no. Huh. Was it the ping pong bats? Because we fixed that yes. in the final release. Oh. It was. I'm it sorry. was the ping pong bats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Uh, let's see. What's what are what are the other nouns in this room again? I know there's a recliner. There's a recliner. Um, there is Sharon now. Oh yeah, let's examine her. Okay. 
Sharon is the student teacher assisting the staff advisor for the West High Warbler. In the past, the staff has always managed quite well without a student teacher, but she does come in handy as a chaperone for situations like this. This is your story and your investigation, so don't expect me to be running around the church with you all night. She pushes Great. one of the cots up against the wall. Okay, so I think if we find her some blankets, she might go to sleep. Okay. Are there, like, cupboards? Uh, I'm going to hit look. Okay. Uh, there's toys, toy, toy box, cupboards, uh, recliner. Um, apparently there's a window because we can see that it's dark outside. And there's a sleeping bag. Okay. And that's not good enough for you, Sharon? <laughs> Boy. That's our um, sleeping yeah. bag. I suspect oh. that the the kids brought sleeping bags and Sharon expected the church to supply a bed for her or something. Huh. That's interesting characterization. <laughs> Hold on. Um, Sharon just said something new. Oh. Sharon pulls another of the cots toward her and lines it up with the first one. I don't care if you stay up all night. Tomorrow isn't a school day, so it's not my problem if you're exhausted. Personally, I want my eight hours, though. Okay. Let's open the cupboards. There are way too many cupboards, and you can't even see what's on the top shelves from here, much less reach them. Surely there's a better way to find out where the blankets are kept than just hunting through everything. Sharon continues, so I'm going to stay here and sleep, and you two are going to get on with your investigating and not wake me up unless there's a life-threatening emergency or something. Yes, we get it, Sharon. (laughs) Okay. Surely there's a better way. Let's look up the blankets. (laughs) Yeah, let's look up the blankets in the notebook. Okay, look up blankets. That was good hinting. I, 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 I got it. Okay. A lot of people didn't, though. This is supposed to be like a tutorial yeah, for yeah. look up. And um, some people like then went on to say that they wish there had been a tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> we were too subtle. Yeah. Also, we shouldn't have bl- put in the alternative solution where you didn't have to look. Oh and no! You could search. No, alternative solutions are cool. Um, See, this is a four-year-old argument. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how can you say we were being too subtle when the words surely there is a better way are in there the most overt hint in the world anyway I looked up blankets in notebook you flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting I should say that I'm reading Casey's notes because I wrote all these you wrote all of them and um, I think that is absolutely the correct way to do this uh, and Emily wrote most of everything else, didn't you? Oh, I think it worked out 50-50, or um, maybe you even did more of the writing of everything else. I guess, while you were busy doing a camera. Um, So here's what Casey says. What I heard is that you guys are going to sleep in the nursery, which doesn't make sense because there are couches in the youth rooms, but I guess those couches are pretty grody, actually. I see your point. They keep some blankets up in the cupboards, but someone as short as you is probably going to have to climb on top of the recliner to reach them. No offense, Robin. I'm just saying you're really short. 
Orchid, pass me that cot in the corner, will you? Sharon asks. Orchid pulls a face but goes to get it. Okay. Robin shortness has come up for the first time and not the last. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's stand on that recliner. You step up onto the seat of the recliner, adding at least a foot to your height. Just don't complain to me when you've spent the whole night ghost hunting and have nothing to show for it, Sharon says. She pushes the last cot into place alongside the other two and frowns at the result. (laughs) Okay, open cupboards. Yes, there are the blankets, right where Casey said they'd be. Sharon unrolls a thin mattress on top of the cots. I expect the West High Warbler can find some other story to run if this one doesn't work out. It'll be a nuisance, though. Sharon is a well of positivity. I think I wrote this rant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, uh, Sharon, the idea of a really sour um, student teacher being the chaperone was one of the elements that I had in mind before I brought Emily in on this project. And um, I think that I had a student teacher on my school newspaper who was just a jerk for no reason. And um, now I got my revenge. (laughs) I I can only imagine that the student, the sour student teacher you would have written would have been way worse than this. I think that (laughs) Emily got it basically right. (laughs) Okay. So let's take blankets taken Sharon takes the blankets from you thanks Robin she says she looks at the makeshift cot bed and purses her lips I guess that'll do suddenly Orchid gasps and grabs your arm someone's outside she squeaks pointing at the window behind the glass you see a pale face blurry in the dim light Well, let's X face. The face, oh. (laughs) The face almost seems to be floating in midair. You can't make out any details in the dim light. Mysterious. Uh, okay. Can we open the window? It seems to be stuck. Okay. Well, uh, where's our exit? You might have to... um, Uh, We have doors west to the basement stairway and south. Um, Sharon is staring at the face in the window, her eyes wider than usual. Orchid is clutching your arm. Okay, um, let's try south. Orchid is still clinging to your arm. Sharon says sharply, Well, aren't you going to take a photo? But her voice sounds shakier than usual. Right, the camera. The camera. Jenny, I don't know if you know this, but 
Emily worked pretty hard on that camera. Uh-huh. And I think for I you to just ignore that. it is okay, kind no, of rude. Let's, you let's cannot get out of this part of the tutorial without taking <laughs> a damn without photo. Taking a picture of the, okay. I don't think let's, that's actually um, true. Take a damn photo of the damn face. <laughs> Real adventures do not use such... Oh, you can't see any <laughs> such thing. <laughs> um, take photo of face. Yeah, with the Polaroid camera. The click of the shutter sounds loud in the silence and seems to startle the creature outside the window. It turns and vanishes out of the light, its tail flicking past the glass. Orchid gives a high-pitched giggle. Scared of a cat, Sharon says. You better not freak out and wake me up every time you mistake a shadow for a ghost tonight. Okay. Cool. So I wonder if that's that's uh, enough for the tutorial. Um, so then, let's check our inventory. You are carrying a photo of the cat looking through the window, Casey's notes, a Polaroid camera being worn, Orchid peeks over your shoulder at the photo you took. Hey, that's good, she says. I guess you can see how it's a cat now, but it looked really spooky, didn't it? Yes, yes it did. Okay, let's examine the photo. It's the photo you took of the cat looking in through the window. How did you ever think it was a person? It's much too small and pale to be anything human. Although outside the window, obscured by the glass, it did look pretty ghostly. Sharon yawns. Right, I'm going to bed now. Keep out of trouble, don't break anything, and don't wake me up unless it's really, really serious, got it? Without waiting for an answer, she lies down on the row of cots, facing away from you, and pulls the blankets over herself. Orchid says, we'd better get started. How about this? You check out the basement, and I'll go upstairs and look around there, and then we'll meet up and compare notes. Don't forget to take a photo if you find any evidence of a ghost. She slips out of the room. A moment later, you hear her footsteps echoing in the stairwell as she heads back up to the main floor. Okay, cool. I am glad that uh, getting rid of Sharon was not a complicated puzzle. (laughs) It almost was. In your original design. In my original design. Um... Oh my gosh. I think that the like all of Casey's notes originally were going to be on an iPod. I think yeah. that was what it was. So he had recorded like a note for every, not I, I think it wasn't going to be a note for it. You wouldn't look things up on the iPod, but um, all this stuff would be covered on the iPod. And then there were a bunch of Enya tracks on the iPod. <laughs> and you were going to have to like cuz you were sleeping in the church gym, I think. And uh-huh. you had to find the PA system and play the Enya over the PA to make Sharon wow. fall asleep because she was going to like keep you in that room all night unless you got her to fall asleep. Wow. Yeah, so she only sleeps to Orinoco Flow every night. <laughs> <laughs> and she really doesn't want you messing around with this church. No. Okay. Um, let's, I think south might be the rest of the basement. 
First getting off the recliner. You switch the lights on in the next room. Youth room. A large part of this room is taken up by a rickety ping pong table. Couches line the edges of the room, some of them close enough to the table that they're probably not safe to sit on if someone is actually playing ping pong. This is inspired by a true story. <laughs> on the other hand, you can't see any ping pong paddles anywhere, so maybe that's not an issue. In between the couches, doors lead north to the nursery, west and south. A garish gold golden trophy catches your eye. A trolley with an ancient TV and a Super Nintendo on it is standing in front of two of the in front of one of the couches. <laughs> what? I guess we changed it from bats to paddles, but we didn't change it from trolley yeah. to cart. Trolley to cart. You implemented yeah. the TV, though, didn't you? I didn't necessarily implement the thing that the TV was on. <laughs> There's some good stuff in this room. Okay. Well, first I want to check out that trophy. The figurine on top is a generic gold-painted plastic person raising its arms in victory. The text at the bottom reads, Bible Quiz Tournament Champions. Woo! Please All right. look up the trophy in the notes. Oh yeah, let's look up the trophy in the notes is an <laughs> idea that I just had by myself. <laughs> you flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. If you come across a trophy in the youth room, that trophy we won in a Bible quiz tournament like three years ago, question mark in parentheses. We were competing with youth groups from the Lutheran Church and the Presbyterian Church up the street, and we did not take these Bible quiz tournaments seriously at all, but apparently the other groups took them even less seriously, and we took the trophy home <laughs> five out of six times. I'm pretty sure the Presbyterians never won once. After that, we stopped having Bible quiz tournaments, and since we won the last one, the trophy had just stayed in the church, even though it, is, it was actually originally provided by one of the other churches. Robin, I'm not saying Presbyterians are dumb, but man, Robin, their kids sure are. <laughs> so is there a fun little logic puzzle to figure out what denomination of church we're in? Oh, um... I think it's just straight up stated once you get upstairs. I think we could look up the church in the notes. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's look up the church. Grace United Methodist Church in Casey's notes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you flip right. through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. I have been going to Grace United Methodist since I was a little baby. I got baptized there. I got confirmed there. I met most of my friends there. I know you think churches are stupid, so you probably think my church is stupid. But I love my church, so shut up. <laughs> Noted. Uh, anything else in this room? I think that we probably, more than trying to progress through this game, will mm -hmm. make a better podcast if we just look around. Yeah, let's okay. just look at interesting stuff. Uh, let's check out the TV. It must be a pretty old set based on the faux wood paneling on the sides. And the Can fact we turn that it on? Sides. <laughs> <laughs> you have better things to do than watching television right now. I guess so. Our role playing as just wanting to look around at everything does not match up with the established character 
who is all business. Okay. <laughs> sure. Robin is very serious, tiny detective. <laughs> okay. I bet she doesn't want to play ping pong either. Let's try it. The complete lack of ping pong paddles, a ping pong ball, <laughs> and an opponent <laughs> makes that impractical. What's your point? <laughs> uh, okay, let's examine the ping pong table. This scratched, peeling ping pong table has seen better days. I definitely wrote that. Okay. Um, can we look up the ping pong paddles in the notebook? You riffle through the notes, but you can't find anything that seems relevant to paddles specifically. I typed in just paddles. We could look up. You look up look, bats. Look up bats. <laughs> no. Look up ping pong. Yeah. Okay. You flick through the oh, notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. The ping pong table actually belongs to Patrick the Youth Leader, which originally meant that we had to take extra special care not to sit on it or scratch it up or anything. But eventually we realized that if it belongs to the church, then we need to be careful with it. But if it belongs to Patrick the Youth Leader, then we can abuse it however we want. I think Heather or somebody wanted to repaint the whole thing and put a Jesus fish or something, put a Jesus fish on there or something. But that plan has yet to pan out. Okay, that did not answer my question of what happened to the ping pong bats. Hmm. 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 Well, there we. I don't know if this is Emily's approach, but I always like to leave some unsolved or unsolvable mysteries in my games, um, so that you never feel like you finished <laughs> the game. <laughs> and I think I just didn't want to implement playing ping pong. Okay. <laughs> Yep, I can get behind both of those things. Okay, is there anything else interesting in this room? Uh, There's some couches. Couches. Oh, and a Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah, let's look look that up. Look up. I looked up SNES. You flick okay. through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. We used to play nothing but Tetris Attack all the time, but eventually it started to cause some strife among the youth group, so pa Patrick, the youth leader, took Tetris Attack away. Have you guys seen that multiplayer game where it's like one person plays Tetris, and then when they complete a line, it goes to the other person's screen where they're playing Breakout? What? No, yeah. but now I want to. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I forget I forget who made it or what it's called. Does the guy playing Breakout get to punish the Tetris guy at all? I really hope so. I've never actually played this game. I've just heard about it. Okay. So, yeah. Um, readers, write us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm bored with this room now. Oh, okay. Let's, let's go south. South even away? Yeah. You turn off you turn the lights off in the youth room. <laughs> Black light room. You flip the light switch, but the only things that light up are your shirt and your socks. 
<laughs> the black walls in here have been painted with Bible verses that glow underneath the UV lights. The couches wow. are glowing too, unsettlingly green. The door to the north, on the other hand, is barely visible. Propped up in one corner is a rough wooden cross. Ryan wow. wrote this. <laughs> it's like a Bible rave in here. It's like a Bible rave in here. This is a real room at my church. Oh my gosh. Why? <laughs> I think we should look up this room. Yeah. If I look up room, does that work? It's supposed to. Okay. You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. Yes, this room. So Patrick the Youth Leader got us together a few years ago and had us paint the walls of this room black and then paint Bible verses on it and then install black lights instead of normal, rice, normal lights so it would look like a Christian rave or whatever. And I mean, <laughs> it looks fairly cool, I guess. But when you have a dark room with purple lights and a bunch of couches and then you invite teenagers into the room and well, leave them in that room unattended, what happens is the teenagers will use that room for what Patrick the Youth Leader calls heavy petting so that's why this room is called the blacklight makeout room okay i will note that now the actual name like internally of the room is blacklight makeout room <laughs> according to the status line <laughs> nice um let's see uh can we examine the bible verses there are maybe a dozen different verses painted in different UV-sensitive colours, but one in particular demands your attention. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. It should be the wages of sin are death. <laughs> Do we have like a red pen or some whiteout? <laughs> Okay, uh, examine the cross. You have to guess that whoever constructed this cross purposefully chose the roughest, most splintery lumber available. Around the centre plank, which is twice as tall as you are, on top of the crossbar, is a crown of thorns made from rusty barbed wire. I, so I just stopped myself from uh, my response was going to be Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Let's examine the crown of thorns. The wire was probably stolen from the fence around a junkyard. Your jaw clenches involuntarily. That's a tetanus joke. I'm, your I'm funny. <laughs> oh, Good I'm glad job. <laughs> uh, can we look look up the crown of thorns in the notebook? You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. Maybe we'll skip that introduction introductory okay. sentence from now on. <laughs> if you ask me, I think that the big gnarly cross in the blacklight room is in kind of poor taste, mostly because of the barbed wire crown on top. It doesn't belong in a church. It belongs in a grungy music video with some rotting steak or something. I don't know. I feel like the torture of Christ isn't exactly radical, but I guess Patrick the youth leader likes it. Okay. Is there a note about Patrick the youth leader? Of course there's a note about Patrick the youth Jenny, leader. Jenny, can we look up Patrick Let's the youth leader? Let's look at Patrick the youth leader, yeah. Patrick. 
Patrick the youth leader is Grace's youth leader currently. In the distant past, there was a different previous youth leader, but we don't talk about her. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking over the other notes I've written, and it looks like I've probably said too much about Patrick the youth leader, too. Okay. Like, refusing to give the player extra information. (laughs) (laughs) Man, being real cagey there, Casey. Okay. Cagey? Cagey. I call him cagey. Casey (laughs) is obviously a version of me, but specifically based on when I was in high school and I was insufferable. So if you get the impression that Casey is... Uh, maybe kind of fun, but not exactly a good guy, then that is correct. Because in high school, I was really fun, but I was I was terrible. And now... I'm not going to complete that sentence. I just had an existential <laughs> crisis. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you weren't insufferable in high school, uh, write us in and tell us what that was like. (laughs) Okay, can we take a photo of the cross? You snap a picture of the rough wooden cross. The camera whirs and vibrates and eventually spits out a print of the photo. Okay, let's examine that and see how it turned out. So if I... Which do you mean the cat? Okay, Oh, yeah. It's a photo you took of the rough wooden cross. So the the insane amount of disambiguation also applies to these photos. There's s- stuff going on here that I, like Emily said, I do not understand. <laughs> and like, only if you think about it for a while do you realize how much has to be done to make it possible to refer to photos of things. Yeah. Well, if you told somebody who who knew things about implementing interactive fiction games that you were going to put in a camera that could just take a picture of whatever, they'd tell you you were insane, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. Emily did a good job. <laughs> good, good job, Emily. Were we Thank nominated you. for best implementation? Oh, yeah. Okay. It was stolen from us. Okay. Uh, Let's not mention the won. name of who won. And okay. I'll just say that whoever you are, I hate you. <laughs> I want to share a story about the camera while we're on the subject. Oh, yeah. It's implemented with um, because it's my, written in... Glocks, how do we pronounce this? I could use um, dynamic memory. So you can take an infinite number of photos. There's not what? like X amount of photo paper that you are stuck with. <laughs> wow. But um, I was testing this once to see how many photos I could take before the slowdown was too terrible to play the game anymore and I took a hundred photos and came to a bug where you couldn't pick anything up or drop any of the photos because it turns out 
the default inventory limit in Inform 7 is 100 items. It's not infinite. <laughs> wow. And wow. You, can't, you can't drop photos and you can't drop the camera. So after you took like 99 photos, oh. your inventory was stuck. <laughs> so, but did it slow down appreciably at that point? Um, it didn't slow down that much on my little netbook playing in Gargoyle, but oh. I bet in the browser okay. it would have been horrible. <laughs> um, anyway, any other cool things in this room? Anyway. Couches. Couches? Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, I just had a really unfortunate thought that I'm going to keep to myself. Because this is a family-friendly podcast. Uh, Yeah, let's examine the couches. Okay. The black lights reveal several glowing stains on the couches. That was was the thought. (laughs) 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 But we went there. (laughs) You don't know what kind of... Let's look at these stains. Oh, it just says the same thing. Uh, Look up stains. An interesting tidbit. Over the years, since Patrick the Youth Leader introduced these couches that he got for free into our basement, the couches in the youth room eventually got so grody that we had to switch them with the couches in the blacklight room, where it's slightly harder to tell how grody a couch is. Imagine Patrick the Youth Leader's chagrin when he found out that the couches he took out of the blacklight room were super grody anyway. (laughs) Oh, youth. Okay. It's I not think, necessarily I... sex stains, you guys. Okay. It's probably like Fanta Orange. Does <laughs> Just... <laughs> Fanta Orange glow under black light? There's probably blood. <laughs> uh-huh. An unfortunate wow, accident in... <laughs> with the rusty barbed wire crown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, we never had a tetanus scare, but we had a rabies scare once when Andrea got bitten by a bat in the vestibule. Did I tell you about that? Isn't there a reference to that in this very game? I hope so, because it's a good start. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. I think it was, I think it might have been a church where the girl in my town got bitten by a bat Mm. and contracted rabies and then I think was one of the first people to survive. One of the first people ever to survive rabies? Or at least to survive after a certain point. I don't remember now. But it's they did they did some crazy, crazy stuff. They gave her a rabies transplant? Yeah, I think what they did was uh, significantly lowered her body temperature. Ooh. And then, yeah, and then maybe did some surgery or something. You're going to have to look this up. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to find the note that references that story. Then we're going to make an entire game out of that story, <laughs> including the part where they froze the woman to save her from dying from rabies. Okay. Oh, apparently she got married. Oh. 
We'll yeah, put that in the game. Picked it up, uh, <laughs> she picked it up outside her church. Oh, outside her church. Outside her church, yeah. I know, I don't care anymore it can either. Be in the church. But yeah, then it we'll have be to true. put it in the church. <laughs> okay, okay. What do we do next in the game? Okay, let's let's get out of this gross dark room. Uh, what a gross dark room. Now we're back <laughs> in the youth room. Uh okay. What what's our other exit? North to the nursery and west to mystery zone. Let's go west to mystery zone. That sounds boss. You turn the lights off in the youth room and switch the lights on in the next room. Sunday school room. This is a room designed for small people. Low benches are arranged like pews in two rows facing toward a small table that serves as an altar. A poster explaining the Ten Commandments hangs on one wall and doors lead north to the basement stairway, east to the youth room and west. On the small table are a small white cross and a birdcage. Hmm. Okay, let's examine the birdcage. The curving faux-wrought iron bars and caked on rust, in quotation marks, identify this as one of the non-functioning, overpriced decorations which are so popular in craft stores. What does a Sunday school need with a birdcage? <laughs> Who knows? Let's look it up in the book. Can't really tell you what the Sunday school birdcage is for. It showed up after I graduated. I think it might have something to do with, like, Old Testament animal sacrifices, back when you had to give the priest two of your doves instead of just praying for forgiveness. Huh. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Huh. So, people just had doves? I guess. Okay. Boy, the past was a real weird place. They probably they probably think you're really weird. <laughs> they probably do. They're not wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh, this can, can, are you able to open the cage? I don't think so. Oh, it's welded closed. Uh, it must be purely decorative. Uh, yeah, that's an important sentence. It must be purely decorative because a lot of people thought that they had to use this cage for something, and they would <laughs> oh, just sure. in there because it's in my church. Or it was in yeah. my church. No, if you go into if you go into this game with the mindset that if it's in there, it must be part of a puzzle, <laughs> you're just walking into a disaster. It's wonderful how many transcripts we saw where people were just walking around <laughs> carrying the Super Nintendo. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay, what else is in this? There's a small cross. Was there a poster? Um, I think so. Yes. The Ten Commandments are retold here by little cartoon children in language appropriate to the target demographic. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, etc. becomes don't be jealous of what other people have. As rusty as you are in this area, you can't remember which commandment is the one about adultery. It must be the seventh <laughs> one, which is translated here as be faithful and loyal. 
Yeah, I see something very similar. Um, my sister teaches Sunday school in a Unitarian church. Oh. Yeah, and that's also where we do the vegetable pickup every week. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of uh, don't don't covet anything belonging to your neighbor. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think I think generalizing that is pretty good anyway. Yeah. 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 Like if your if your neighbor has a really nice expensive snowblower. Just buy yeah. your own. Yeah. Or wait until they come to your house because they haven't gotten to show off with their snowblower enough. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um Okay, is there anything else interesting in this room? There are some benches. There's a door. There's a small <laughs> so, white no. cross. Okay, let's examine the small white cross. This is a nice little cross for a table. Nothing fancy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm bored with this room, too. That's Sunday school for you. I know. Uh, so it looks like the exits from here that we haven't gone to yet are north through the basement stairway and west. Let's go west. Okay. There's got to be a ghost around here somewhere. You turn the lights off in the Sunday school room. You flick <laughs> the hallway light switch on, but nothing happens. In the end, you turn the Sunday school room lights back on so you can see what you're doing. Hallway. The hallway runs north into darkness. It's hard to tell how long it might be from here, though the Sunday school room to the east provides some light at this end. A huge figure looms out of the shadows. No, wait, it's just a plywood image of a lighthouse. Behind the lighthouse and partially obscured by it is a mural of Jesus blessing the little children. A movement catches your eye. Some tiny lights seem to be floating at the far end of the hall, flickering occasionally. Oh, man. Well, we gotta check that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, should Let's... I go north? Yes, you should. Hallway. The tiny lights to the north continue to drift aimlessly. Thanks to the light filtering in from the south end of the hall, you can make out some kind of mural painted on the wall, but you can't tell what it's supposed to represent in the gloom. Okay. Um, can we... we still see the lights? Can we examine the lights? The lights float across the ceiling like rings of blue smoke, blinking in and out to a frantic, inaudible rhythm. Well, that's real weird. Let's take a photo. You snap a picture of the flickering lights. The camera whirs and vibrates and eventually spits out a print of the photo. Okay. If we examine the photo, does it say anything interesting? Oh. <laughs> Which do you mean? The photo of blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's... it's too dark here to make out any details. Okay, that makes some sense. Uh, okay, and probably it's too dark to look at the mural, so I guess let's go back south. 
The hallway runs north into darkness. It's hard to tell how long it might be from here, though the Sunday school room to the east provides some light at this end. The plywood lighthouse on the other end, on, on the other hand, peacefully fails to provide any light. Behind the lighthouse and partially obscured by it is a mural of Jesus blessing the little children. A movement catches your eye. Some tiny lights seem to be floating at the far end of the hall, flickering occasionally. Okay, let's see if there's anything about these lights in the notebook. What do you mean? The flickering lights? The light switch? Or the black lights? (laughs) The flickering lights. You riffle through the notes, but it looks like Casey didn't have anything to say about the flickering lights. That would make some sense. Okay, um, let's try moving this lighthouse. You get the feeling that if you tried to move this thing anywhere, it would fall on top of you and snap in half. So, we have, or we had, a, uh, a plywood lighthouse in our church basement. Um, because the lighthouse was the emblem of our church at some point for some reason um because sure yeah no you have the the sinners they're out on the ocean they're in their little boats (laughs) yeah (laughs) well like i can't remember exactly but it's like a you know a lighthouse is a pretty thing that's supposed to be a good thing so um it made sense but then we had a pastor who pointed out who pointed out this really apt problem with that. Mm. Um, and it wasn't that exact thing, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. Anyway. Why? That you're several states away from the ocean. That might be it. Did I tell you this? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was just wondering if, if Iowa, like, if you guys had had as many lakes... I guess you probably don't have many have as many lakes as we do, but there we're just lousy with lighthouses. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gonna bug me for a while. Why? Why? Why is a lighthouse? Anyway, move on. Jenny. <laughs> okay, um, I'm not gonna move the lighthouse. <sighs> well, I can't really think of anything interesting to do in this hallway. Um, so let's go back east. Did we screw up? Didn't we? We've screwed up, right? Um, you mean us as game designers? Yeah. Um, you're supposed to move further up the hallway. Okay. So what happens? Okay, hold on. Well, no. Okay. Um, (laughs) if we, if we try to go upstairs at this point, what will happen? We won't be allowed. I forget what dumb excuse we made. You know, maybe you should take a closer look at those weird lights you saw before you go upstairs. That is gross. Yeah. We did a bad job. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I've just had an idea all by myself. (laughs) Let's go back further further down that hallway. Okay. Um... Okay. Hallway. The flickering lights are only a little way to the north now. Otherwise, it's almost completely dark. 
At least you can still see the light at the south end of the hallway. The rectangles to the east and west must be doorways to somewhere, but they're barely distinguishable from the walls. Okay. Um, should I examine the lights again? It's the same description again. Okay. Oh, because we haven't gone north yet, right? I get it. Well, no, we went north again, and I guess we have to go north a third or fourth Yeah, let's go north time. some more. Let's keep going north until something happens. As you approach the lights, they flicker one more time and vanish, leaving you in complete darkness. Darkness! darkness. It is pitch dark, and you can't see a thing, <gasps> except for the dim light trickling in from the south end of the hallway. Okay. Um... Can I touch the wall? <laughs> Why do you want to touch the wall? Uh, I seem to remember that being a thing in this game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it will make you touch the wall. Anyway. Okay. But well, I, I think we did sort the out the um, bug where you it would be weird if you touched the wall too soon. I think we fixed that. I'm, tu- I'm, touch- I'm touched the wall. And it says... You run a hand along the wall to help you find your way, and your fingers trail through something cold and slimy. Ugh, now it's on your hand. Ew. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go south. Hallway. It's almost completely dark. At least you can still see the light at the south end of the hallway. The rectangles okay. to the east and west must be doorways to somewhere, but they're barely distinguishable from the walls. Okay, uh, let's let's try going east. First opening the east storage room door. Darkness. It is pitch dark and you can't see a thing. Okay, can I, like, if I type turn on light, does that do anything? Feeling along the wall near the door, you manage to find the light switch, but nothing happens when you turn it on. Oh, that's annoying. Okay, then I guess let's uh, let's leave before we trip over something. West, you're flailing around about in the dark, eventually discovers a door. Hallway, it's almost completely dark, etc. Okay, let's, let's just go back to the... let's go see if we can go upstairs. Okay. We seem to have fixed the problem. Oh, wait. We're in the hallway where the lighthouse is. The cat is sitting in the middle of the room, staring at you. You're still on the other side of the room when the cat scampers off to the east. Okay. Yeah, let's follow that cat. Sunday school room... Same description. The cat is sitting in the middle of the room staring at you. Okay. Ex-cat? The cat is almost completely white, except for a small black spot on the end of its tail. When it sees you looking at it, it narrows its pale blue eyes at you. The cat watches you for a moment, but runs off to the north before you can get near it. Okay. Is there anything about the cat in the notebook?
You riffle through the notes, but it looks like Casey didn't have anything to say about the cat. Okay. Okay, let's head north. Basement stairway. This room is apparently just for show. There are no tables or chairs. A wide staircase runs up to the main floor of the church, and doorways lead east to the nursery, south to the Sunday school room, and north. Mounted on the wall is a gigantic abstract painting. The cat wanders off to the north, glancing back at you as if to check whether you're following. Yeah, in a minute, cat. I gotta examine this painting. (laughs) (laughs) The piece is very pleasant, if not particularly interesting. The inoffensive greens and pinks could suggest river waters or branches waving in the wind. Its size is probably its most impressive quality. You're about to adjust the camera strap around your neck, but catch yourself just before you smear the ectoplasm on it. Oh, yeah, sure that it's ectoplasm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, let's let's examine the ectoplasm. The ectoplasm is pale grey, thick and gooey. You hold your gooey hand out away from your body so as not to get any ectoplasm on your clothes. Okay. Yeah, we're not as we're not as lucky or unlucky as Kristen Wiig was throughout the entirety of the new Ghostbusters. That's right. <laughs> In a way, Robin yeah. is the g- grandmother of Kristen Wiig's character. <laughs> we paved the way for Paul Feig to make that film. Nice. Um, okay. I want to look up the painting in the notebook. You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. I'll tell you about the big painting at the bottom of the stairs, but first I have to tell you about homeschooled Gwen. Okay. Homeschooled Gwen, so-called because she was totally homeschooled, went to our high school. Yes, she was not, in fact, completely homeschooled because her parents sent her to West for seventh-period geometry because they did not remember the quadratic formula. It is... (laughs) X equals negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. All over 2A. But Gwen's parents couldn't remember that, even though I, Casey, memorized it so easily. So Gwen went to West High, and she was in my geometry class. You pause before flipping the page. This story (laughs) barely seems relevant to the church, much less your investigation. Are you sure you want to keep reading? Yes. (laughs) You turn the page. So, due to being homeschooled, Gwen was not at all socialized for interacting with us teens of the modern era. What I am saying is that she was super weird. I was friends with her mostly out of morbid curiosity. Here are some of the weird stunts she pulled in geometry. Told us all individually what kind of breed of dog we would be if we were dogs. (laughs) Read us stories, apparently like Wendy read to the Lost Boys. Gave us a survey about what we found attractive in girls. This is mostly true. Um, (laughs) When I say us, I mean just the boys in class. Gwen was super boy crazy because due to being homeschooled all of her life, Gwen had never seen a boy before. Yes. I just want to clarify that Ryan says this is mostly true about a girl he knew in high school and not about me who was also homeschooled. (laughs) 
I don't know for sure how much of this is true about family. <laughs> this looks like it might be turning into an extended rant against the institution of homeschooling. Casey can be something of a jerk when it comes to things he knows nothing about. Do you want to continue? Noted. Um, yes. Oh. Yes, I do. Casey goes on. I mean, she probably had seen a male human before. We, she had a dad. We found out eventually. But you know what I mean. Anyway, one day after school, after seventh period geometry, I was hanging out in the mudroom waiting for my ride home, and Gwen was there too, waiting for her own ride back to her own horrible school-home hybrid, and then Patrick, <laughs> the youth leader, showed up because he's still allowed on school grounds, and he asked me about the lock-in. It is increasingly clear to you that this story has no bearing on your investigation. Do you want to keep reading it? Yes. <laughs> you turn another page. Or he asked me about something, probably the lock-in, but we were talking and Gwen was there. And Patrick, the youth leader, <laughs> without consulting me beforehand, looks over at Gwen and asks her if she wants to come to the lock-in. And of course Gwen says yes, because there will be boys there. Gwen came to the lock-in. And after that, she started coming to the high school group meetings, and an unfortunate percentage of the people in the group did not seem to catch on right away that Gwen was a nut bar, so she felt very welcome and emotionally supported by us. And when Patrick, the youth leader, opened the floor for discussion after his sermons, we all got to listen to her insane opinions about Thanksgiving and family togetherness and sex, etc., etc. You look up from the notes. Maybe there's something else you should be doing. Do you want to continue reading? Yes. Then, this was around the end of last semester, Patrick the Youth Leader gave us all, all gave all of us in the group one of his challenges. His challenge to us this particular week was for us to think about our relationship to the church. I mean, like, spend the next seven days thinking about this and come back next week with something really profound. A lot of Patrick the Youth Leader's challenges are basically attempts to get us to say something profound. And of course, we all forgot about this challenge immediately because, come on, he never follows up on any of them anyway. He just read in some Youth Leader magazine that you should give your youth group challenges. And when we came back the next week, of course, Patrick the Youth Leader doesn't bother asking anyone what brilliant answers we came up to with his incredibly vague challenge. We had a sermon, and then we played sardines, or whatever. But before we could leave, Patrick the Youth Leader called us all together because Gwen had something to share with us. Keep reading? Yeah. I think this is the one where if you say no, uh, Robin says no, I'm going to finish reading. <laughs> Now that I think about it, she must have brought the painting in with her, left it behind a couch or something, and then waited three hours or however long for Patrick the Youth Leader to ask for people's answers to his challenge of the previous week. She was just too freaked out and embarrassed to bring it up herself until the very last possible moment. So yeah, it was this painting. I'm not going to bother describing the painting because you can see it yourself, but if you think about it, all those tiny brush strokes on a canvas that huge must have taken a zillion hours to do, and she supposedly only had a week to paint it. I guess that's what the church meant to Gwen. It goes on a little longer, but that feels like an end to the sub substance of the story, such as it is. Should you bother reading the rest? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> sometime during the summer... Gwen quit coming to the youth group. It took me a while to figure out what happened, but it turns out she got grounded from church because her parents found out she had a crush on a boy who went there. So, 
That is the story of homeschooled Gwen. You will never meet her, because her parents will never let her out of the house again. Your fingers itch where the ectoplasm is clinging to them. Oh, man. Poor homeschooled Gwen. Poor homeschooled Gwen. So, was the part about the quadratic formula real? Um, oh, okay. So, in my mind, or in Casey's mind, like, the quadratic formula is the main thing you learn in geometry. So, if the parents couldn't homeschool her in that, it must be because they didn't know that particular formula. (laughs) I see. Okay. Um, right. We were in this room with this big painting. Yeah. And stairs and the way to the north where the cat just went. Yeah, let's follow that cat. Okay. You turn the lights off in the basement stairway, boiler room, all of a sudden you feel very claustrophobic. This must be a fairly large room, but most of the space is given over to snaking pipes, anonymous machinery, and the church's giant boiler... The cat mews at you, slinks behind one of the room's many pipes and fixtures, and is gone. Okay, Uh, let's examine the boiler. A massive faceless hulk of an appliance. You can hear it murmuring quietly to itself, or maybe you're hearing something else. I must have written that. Hmm. Is it supposed to have a face? Um, the face, or the boiler in Home Alone has a face, kind of. And I had nightmares about that for years. Okay. Boiler rooms are just creepy. Yeah. 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 Nothing good ever happens in a boiler room. Well, heating up water so you can have a nice hot shower is good. Well, okay. Nothing else Keeping a church warm is good. Okay. Um, nothing good ever happens in a boiler room when there are people in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, people <laughs> fixing a boiler is good. Okay. You, you better change the wrong. subject. I'm just wrong about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's look up the boiler room in the notebook. Because we haven't had enough notebook. You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. I've only been inside of the boiler very briefly, but... Boiler room, very briefly. (laughs) But I have to assume it's a really cool place to hang out. Make sure you tell me all about it when you get the chance. Okay, will do. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I can't think of anything. I'm really impressed and interested by the decisions we made about when to have the note be useless. Because, like, we could... We could have put a joke in here. Or we could have put information in there. And we decided not to. Anyway, what did you want to do, Jenny? Oh. Did you want to talk um, about how good a writer I am? Sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, I am. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yes. I am. Okay. Okay. Glad that we sorted that. Let's go back south and go up the stairs. Main floor stairway. This room forms a sort of nook off the fellowship hall to the south. A wide flight of stairs leads down to the basement. There are doors to the north, northeast, and southeast, according to the plaques on them, 
They open onto the pastor's office, the men's restroom, and the ladies' restroom, respectively. A vast framed poster is hanging on the wall in between the restroom doors, and in the middle of the room, directly facing the poster, is a wooden bench. Okay, let's examine that poster. I can't believe we put a bench in here. (laughs) The poster is a vast glossy print of a bald eagle gliding through a bright blue sky. (laughs) In a corner of the sky, a Bible verse is printed, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Okay. Noted the Bible. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's about 30% of all Christian posters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, let's take a photo of the ectoplasm before we wash our hands. You hold the camera awkwardly in one hand, trying not to get any of the ectoplasm on it. The photo falls to the floor and you pick it up. A little ectoplasm drips off your fingers. Okay. That's gross. Let's go to the ladies' room. Okay, is that the... Southwest? Southeast. Southeast. Ladies... Oh, the door swings shut behind you. Ladies' restroom... A restroom in a church is about the same as any other restroom. You have your stalls, your sinks, your mirrors, your garbage can. Oh, a garbage can. Okay. Oh man, I'm having an order of operations problem because I came in here to wash my hands. But I also want to look through the garbage can. So. Well, you can't properly look through the garbage can until you've washed your hands. Then let's wash our hands. You scrub your hands until every trace of ectoplasm is gone. Okay, now let's rifle through the garbage. Look in garbage. The ladies' room garbage can is empty. Oh, well that's disappointing. Uh, Let's look in the mirror. Your own face peers back at you. What a surprise. Uh, Does Casey have a note about the ladies' room? If I look up room, then, like, I think we said, yeah. Um, Well, Robin, I actually explored the ladies' restroom briefly during a game of sardines, but then, because of events that transpired, the ladies' restroom was declared to be off-limits. And shortly after that, because of fairness, the men's restroom was declared to be off-limits as well, for sardines' purposes, at least. (laughs) Okay. I like that Casey begins his notes with, well, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) I like that he occasionally reminds you, I, Casey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, I guess let's head back out of the ladies' room. Uh, the door seems side behind you. You've got the pastor's office, men's restroom, ladies' restroom, and then there's a way to the south. There's a way to the south, isn't there? Uh, yes, yes, to the okay. fellowship hall. Okay. okay. Let's check out the men's room to see if their garbage is any more interesting. As you approach the door to the men's room, you stop yourself. Isn't this something that a creep would do? 
Well, I'm I'm an investigative journalist. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I forget. Do we type in yes or do we type in northeast again? What happens if we type in yes or no? Um, I'm sure we put in an answer to this rhetorical question. Um, should we say yes or no? You should ask Jenny that. What's the, I'm going to say, well... Is I this mean, something yes, that but, a creep would do? Yes, but not in every instance. You can't have so that granular a conversation with the parser. I know. Let's say no. Okay, maybe not, but it still feels pretty weird. High five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try Northeast again. You can put your hand on the handle, but that's as far as you get. You chide yourself for your indecision. Oh, Robin. Okay, never mind. Um, you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's check out the pastor's office. So north? The door to the pastor's office is locked. That makes some sense. Uh, how about the fellowship hall? Fellowship Hall, this room is a bit crowded for your tastes. Between the many round tables, each surrounded by a complement of folding chairs, there isn't much space to get from one end of the room to the other. The main stairway is north, the kitchen is east, and the narthex is west. One corner is given over to a glass case containing a model church. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can get to the model church in a second, but I just wanted okay. to say... Uh, the nar- we know that the narthex is west, and we knew that the fellowship all was south from the stairway because um, the game it doesn't know what is in a direction until you go to that room, except for the game the rooms that you must have gone through to get to the nursery where you start out, Whoa. and apparently the kitchen. I don't know why that is. Maybe you went to the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> to get a glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> You know, when you read it, I assumed that you could see, like, kitchen things through the doorway. Oh, that must be it. That makes sense. Yeah. So did you want to look at the model church? Yes, I did. It can't be a model of this church. It's the wrong shape. There's an incredible level of detail, though, from the tiles in the roof to the tiny people on the sidewalk. The double doors in front are open, and you can barely make out the shapes of little pews inside. Oh my gosh, that's cute. Okay, let's look it up in the book. You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. The model church is a model of some other church. I think it used to be inside of that church, but then it got torn down or they went bankrupt or the model and the model ended up in our church. It's kind of a creepy object though. The guy who made it was clearly way too obsessed with his church. <laughs> okay. Casey, aren't you the guy who likes his church? And aren't I the guy who implemented his church in ridiculous detail? So this hey. this model is actually the the center the center of the game, um, as far as. And Casey is kind of like a game designer, I think, um, in that he's trying to craft this experience for Robin. Oh. 
And I talked to oh, Emily. Yeah. I'm looking at Emily as I say this, but I've talked to Emily about this a lot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. So what's a narthex, church people? Um, the narthex is the... Um, I think it's like there's a sanctuary with all the pews. And the room behind that is the narthex. I think the narth- the the fact that it's a narthex is defined by it being behind the main gathering area. Yeah? You should ask someone whose childhood church didn't meet in a rented community hall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, the church that this church is based on doesn't really have a narthex. So I'm... Okay. It's fiction. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't totally know for sure what a narthex is. <laughs> or I, okay. I did when I was writing this. I looked it up. I think we need to go to the narthex. Okay, let's find out what a narthex is. Narthex, the main entryway to the church. This room has been set up to be as welcoming as possible. A rack of pamphlets sits in the center of a large table, flanked by pots of fake flowers. Lying open on a podium is a huge Bible. Pinned up on one wall is a board full of name tags. To the east is the Fellowship Hall, and the large passage to the north obviously leads to the main sanctuary. The way out of the church is south of here, but that's none of your concern currently. Okay, let's check out the name tags. There must be a name name tag on here for everybody who's ever, ever set foot in this church. There's Casey's, and there's Orchid's, and this one says Robin, but they must mean some other Robin. Ooh. That's a deeply significant. <laughs> <laughs> is the okay. significance explained in the Casey's <laughs> note, or is it only in our hangout logs? <laughs> it might not even be the in the hangout logs. Uh, when the new pastor came, he insisted that everybody wear name tags all the time, but that didn't last long. Name tags are a pain. Okay. Mystery not solved. That was deeply significant. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we look at the pamphlets, please? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. I don't remember what's in these pamphlets, but I think I'm going to like it. (laughs) Please take one, reads the cursive text at the bottom of the rack. But none of the pamphlets succeeds in engaging your curiosity. You've never been afflicted with any of the problems they purport to solve. That is not acceptable. Take pamphlet. (laughs) You won't let yourself give any of this material a closer look. Wow, we must have spent all our time working on everything else. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Can we look them up in the book at least? I actually paid pretty close attention to those pamphlets in the narthex for a while, and I learned something interesting. People really do pick up the pamphlets and read through them, but they always put them back. Nobody ever takes one home because subconsciously it feels like stealing from a church, which you're not supposed to do. Not that I've ever, never, not that I've never stolen anything from church. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, have you stolen from church? Yeah. 
What did you steal? Uh, a hymnal. Wow. They have plenty of extra hymnals. <laughs> what did you do with it? Um, I used it to like practice my ukulele with for a while, and then I put it with the rest of my books, and I haven't really looked at it in a long time. <laughs> if you're listening Emily? to this and you're in charge of my church and you want your <laughs> hymnal back, just let me know. <laughs> Emily, same question. I do not recall ever stealing anything from church, no. Mm. Do not recall. <laughs> <laughs> I almost stole a sweet from a supermarket once. Almost. I think I, stole, I think I stole a lipstick from a supermarket when I was tiny. Yeah. A lipstick or a chapstick? It was it was like a so it was a lipstick, but it was waxier, and I think it changed color. Oh, I'd feel that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. I really wanted it. <laughs> and did you enjoy it after you got it home? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I showed it to my mom immediately after leaving because I'm a terrible thief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we took it back. My sister so no, I never... stole some yeah. sea monkeys once. <laughs> From a store? Yeah. Wow. Which sister? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Good okay. job, Emily. You're not supposed to be a snitch. Um... <laughs> Reader, what have you stolen from a church? <laughs> Write us. Yeah. We'll never read your letters because that's not the kind of podcast this is. But well, we want to know. Okay, if we got a tweet from someone saying that they stole something <laughs> from a church and it was a good enough tweet, <laughs> we might remember to read that on the next episode. Okay. You know what? Hold on. This is a long shot. Are you going to I'm going to tweet, tweet right from now? type ins. Type underscore ins. Type, try, type tweet type to tweet. <laughs> Tweet to type underscore ins and um, tell us what you think of the podcast or whatever. And follow us on Twitter and on iTunes and on Facebook. Anyway, um, have, have, have you ever stolen anything from a church? Let us know right away. <laughs> okay. okay. View one new tweet. Retweet. Oh, yeah. I retweet from my... Okay. We've got to do this right. Roll out the social uh-huh. needs. Um, so, what do you want to do in this uh, text adventure computer game? Um, <laughs> hey, we got a tweet back from uh, Jason McIntosh, hey. who tweets saying, Why? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> And uh, we're actually getting a lot of notifications for some reason. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so there's pamphlets in the narthex. There's pamphlets. What else? There's... A giant Bible. You're too far up. Oh, oh there's giant Bible. Fake flowers. Fake flowers. Oh, yeah, let's check out the fake flowers. The plastic stems and silk blossoms are obviously artificial, 
But that hasn't stopped someone from trying to water them recently. <laughs> oh no. Okay, what's Casey got to say about this? Uh, it says a lot about us Christians that we won't put, even put real flowers in the narthex, right? It does. It doesn't necessarily mean something bad, though. It could say that we have better things to do than worry about live flowers, for example. But you can interpret it in your own judgmental way if you want. Wow. <laughs> uh, it says wow in hurt. the text. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just saying wow because wow. <laughs> No, Robin is saying, wow. Wow. I don't blame her. Um, Okay, how about the giant Bible? The Bible is obviously a well-respected object around here, but it's not a mere display piece. The pages have been creased and scuffed by continuous use. Now, I did a bunch of work... I think that I took this upon myself to make the Bible a consultable object and let you look up okay. like Jesus or whatever. Um, and then wow. at least in the comp version, it didn't work at all. Oh no. Um, and I hope that we've fixed that in this version, let's, but like it was my try. pet project while Emily was working on everything else. <laughs> <laughs> let's try looking up Jesus. In the Bible. Come on. Quite a lot of the Bible is about Jesus. You already knew that. It's not something you had to discover by examining this particular Bible. Okay. Uh, let's look up Lot in the Bible. You can't seem to find exactly what you're looking for, but you do find this. You must understand this, my beloved. Let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. I remember now. For If you, you look up something that's not in there, it gives you a random verse, and I picked out a bunch of... I got to be really preachy with these verses. <laughs> nice. Look up something else, Jenny, um, please. Okay. Um, how about Noah? The Bible confirms that one ark was a big boat and the other ark was a chest that they kept the Ten Commandments in. Confusing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I remember that being a thing later. <laughs> We're not going to get to that, I hope. <laughs> We're not going to get to that part. Yeah. Reader? Uh, that's for you. That's for you to have fun with. Later. Or not. When you go back or skip altogether. It is an optional <laughs> puzzle. Wait, is it? It is? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I oh forgot no. that it was optional. Oh, that the was like years of my life. The walkthrough makes you do it, I think, but it is technically <laughs> optional. <laughs> oh, I did not know that. Uh... Oh yeah, because is that where you get a thing where you can also use another thing? Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. This game is okay. perfect and uh, it has no flaws. Right. Okay. And all of the design decisions were motivated by wanting the player to have fun and not by any other weird destructive whimsies. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, 
Let's look up something else in okay. the one more in thing. the Bible. Um, what does Jenny remember about the Bible? The Bible. Uh, how about Job? You can't seem to find exactly what you're looking for, but you do find this. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding he established the heavens. By his knowledge the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. That's a weird thing to pick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, who picked that? And why did I not have an entry for Job? I don't know. Anyway. He's a guy. Yeah, he's a guy. He's, he's a, a guy, cool guy who would have an... Yeah. Come on. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I guess let's get out of the narthex. Okay. Uh, north to the sanctuary? Yeah. Unless you want to go south outside. It won't let uh, you, though. Can't, yeah, I was going to say, can we even? So let's not. Uh, we just got a tweet from a friend. Uh, Jay Marie tells us, nope, never went to church, that is. So, so far, we've not gotten any cool stories. Okay. About stealing things, except for mine. <laughs> and it wasn't that cool. <laughs> so you want to go north or south? Uh, I, I, I kind of want to go back and check out the kitchen. Oh, okay. That yeah. was not one of the choices, but fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's an open world game. Yes. Kitchen. The church kitchen contains much the same kind of thing as any kitchen, only more so. Long countertops line the walls with cupboards and drawers underneath them. A break in the counters allows you to leave the kitchen via the door to the west, and on the far side of the room a sink is set into the counter. A sturdy box is sitting on the floor in the corner with some cans in it. Somebody forgot to put away an empty jam jar. Okay, um, let's examine the jam jar. The jar has lost its lid, but it appears to be clean and sterile anyway. Okay, let's put it away. Put jar away. I only understood you as far as wanting to put the empty jam jar. Okay, can we put it like in a cupboard? First taking the empty jam jar, you put the empty jam jar into the kitchen cupboards. Good job. Good work. (laughs) Does it say good job or are you saying good job? No, that was us. (laughs) Okay. I feel so much better now. Okay, let's examine the box of cans. Or the can of boxes. An old label on the box says, Naval Oranges... But someone has written food bank over that. Apparently they thought they'd need a good sturdy crate for all the food bank donations they'd get. In the orange box are a can of tomato soup, a can of pears, a can of Sugarman's potted meat food product, a can of cherry pie filling, a can of tuna, a can of chicken soup, and a can of peaches. Have I have I mentioned on this podcast that that Riff I think he no longer has it but he used to keep a can of potted meat so that he wouldn't starve the theory being that he could always find something else to eat besides that potted meat 
creamy. This story sounds familiar somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that applies, it usually applies, even if you don't have a can of potted meat around. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, if you, if you can always find something to eat other than the can of meat, then that's true whether the can of meat is there or not. Yeah, but the can of meat is providing you impetus to to find something oh. to eat that's not potted meat. That's I'm not it sure makes I understand. Makes everything that. else look better by comparison. Oh, okay. I guess that's true. Yeah. Weird. It's like, eh, maybe I don't want to eat, but then you look at the potted meat and you're like, no, now I'm really motivated to eat something uh, better than this potted meat. <laughs> um, yeah. I also think it might have been a joke. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sugarman's potted meat food product is a brand of uh, potted meat food product from an episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Ooh. So. Okay. Nice. Cool reference there. Nineties. So we have we have an opportunity to steal from a food bank, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my gosh. And non-binary persons. Yeah. Um. And gendered persons who are too young to be referred to as lady or gentleman. Yes. And non-persons. Human beings. Oh, man. There might be some non-persons listening to this. Yeah? We got a tweet from Sam. Oh, yeah? He says, uh, does it count if you smuggle some wine out in your stomach without transmuting it into blood as per the contract? (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) What do you this think, right? kind of church. <laughs> okay. Um, Sam might be confused about which denominations subscribe to the transubstantiation. Probably. Okay. But if this were a game in the Catholic Church, it would be a completely different game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we wouldn't really know what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it would just be me judging Catholics the whole time. <laughs> That might be fun. Hey, can I look up Catholics? Yeah, do it. Come on. You riffle through the notes, but you can't find anything that seems relevant. Look Sorry. Presbyterians. Oh. oh. I want you to say the flick through the notes part. (laughs) Just this time. You flick through the notes and read Casey's scrawly handwriting. You probably think it's pretty racist of me to rag on the Presbyterians as much as I do. Well, Robin, there's a lot you don't know about me. It's very possible that I have very good reasons for saying all the terrible things I've said. And you just don't know what they are because I'm a complicated person with a lot of secrets. (laughs) So don't judge. Okay. Um, can we? So normally, if I felt like this were uh, an actual playthrough mm-hmm. that was not going to be abortive, I would never, ever, ever even consider stealing from a food bank. Oh. Okay. <laughs> but I want to try opening the potted meat. You don't have a utensil cap- capable of opening the can. Oh, no. Okay. You win this time, charity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 
what else is in this? Um, can we look up look up the sink in the book? You riffle through the notes, but it looks like Casey didn't have anything to say about the kitchen sink. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was led to believe that Casey had a lot to say about every sink. <laughs> Everything but one of them. Oh, no. Um, we love this joke. <laughs> <laughs> and that sound you heard earlier was us high-fiving each other. <laughs> wow. Okay. It all makes sense now. Uh, okay, what's what's in the kitchen? What's interesting in the kitchen? We have cupboards. We have the aforementioned sink. We have drawers. We have countertops. <laughs> drawers are good. Let's look in drawers. You pull open a random drawer for a moment, revealing an assortment of cutlery. This is where the cutlery lives. <laughs> Get you one. Some. Get you some. Sorry. Oh, yay. Um, yeah, let's get some cutlery. The sheer number and variety of utensils in the drawers paralyzes your ability to choose any individual item. Text oh, adventure man. writing. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, why can't I do this thing I should obviously be able to do? Oh, that's a sense of reason. And I accept it. Okay. Uh, can we open another random drawer? Oh. You pull open a random drawer for a moment, revealing an assortment of kitchen utensils. Okay. So it's... Probably, is it just all useful stuff? By which I mean useless stuff? Um, it's probably not useful. Okay. So, yeah. Um, okay. I think... I think that might be enough kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Let's go... We haven't been to the sanctuary yet, have we? No. Then let's go there. Okay, west, west, north. Sanctuary. This room can't be as large as it seems. It certainly didn't look so huge from outside. Must be some kind of optical illusion created by the angles of the vaulted ceiling or the long rows of pews. Near the southern exit is a roll-top desk. Up at the north end of the room is the altar, and the east stairway must lead up to the balcony. It is dark outside, and the stained glass windows are dull and lifeless. Orchid hasn't turned the lights on either. You can barely make out anything in the gloom. Orchid comes over to meet you. I didn't find anything up here, she says. How about you? Uh, can we tell Orchid about ectoplasm? You found some ectoplasm, Orchid says. That's great. You took a photo, right? Before you can yes, say any did. more, Orchid gasps and points upwards. Something is floating near the ceiling, glowing faintly. A pale figure in a wispy dress. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, let's see. Examine figure. The glowing figure is wearing a pale dress and her hair is in pigtails. You can't make out the expression on her face. <laughs> Sorry. There's a cat interfering with the headphones. Oh. <laughs> where were Hi, we? cat. You can't make out the expression on her face. But she's mm. holding her hands out as if she's reaching for something or asking for something. The ghostly figure hovers silently in the air. Okay, well, I think we need to take a photo. Of figure? I hope that... Yeah. Okay. You snap a picture of the ghostly figure. The camera whirs and vibrates and eventually spits out a print of the photo. The figure drifts towards the ground and glides northward towards the altar. So spooky. Super spooky. I guess we go north. Altar. A few steps up from the pews to the south are the preacher's pulpit, the altar, and the American and Christian flags. Behind them, to the north, is a tiny doorway. On the altar are two candles. On the altar are two candles. Breaking the mood, I mentioned two candles. (laughs) (laughs) A large cross hangs high on the wall above the altar. The figure drifts northwards through a small door behind the altar. Excuse me. Okay. I guess we just gotta keep following this ghost. You catch just a glimpse of the ghost in the darkness before it floats towards the back wall and vanishes. When you switch the light on, the room is empty. Back room. (laughs) This is a far cry from the grandeur of the sanctuary. The walls are covered in some kind of dark wood panels but they're shabby and windowless, and the floor is bare concrete. I probably shouldn't give the cat a little kiss while I'm on mic, huh? <laughs> I think anyway. you should. Okay. I hope that your allergies are all right with that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I'm sorry I told you to kiss a cat when you have allergies. <sighs> a huge wooden chest and a closet full of robes take up one wall... You can head back out to the altar to the south. A stack of hymnals is crammed into one corner. Steel hymnal. (laughs) Some more ectoplasm is smeared on the floor. Oh my gosh. Okay, well let's get a photo of that ectoplasm. You snap a picture of the ectoplasm. The camera whirs and vibrates and eventually spits out a print of the photo. This okay. cat really likes me. <laughs> yep, and uh, now I lost my headphone. <laughs> oh no, she's caught oh. on my jumper too. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm having the craziest mental image. Okay. Boy, uh, she's so happy though. She loves being in a podcast. You <laughs> should have her on every episode. Um, okay, if we take a hymnal, does that get us an achievement? It's such a perfect stack of books, though. Taking one away would ruin it. Oh, well, in that case... Yeah. I think this I think this was the game where I appreciated Robin's anal retentiveness. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So let's see. So we got a picture of the ectoplasm. Let's examine the robes. The robes are cut from a green satin fabric. You can't imagine one looking very flattering on anybody. Hmm. I think we have to try one on. First taking the choir robes, you pull out one robe, straighten its sleeves, and put it back. <laughs> okay. Um... I will say, I probably would want you to carry around robe and make it wearable, except that there have to be a bunch of robes, and oh. my deep desire to not have to distinguish between this group of identical objects and one specific member of that group is so great that I will do uh -huh. whatever it takes to avoid doing it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, well, that seems like everything interesting in this room where the ghost so mysteriously the vanished. Ghost. The ghost. Okay. Uh, let's head back south. Alta... Uh, you got your preacher's pulpit, the altar, American and Christian flags, two candles, huge cross. You know okay. what? The huh. On the altar are two candles isn't supposed to be there. Whoops. Because oh. <laughs> that's the things mentioned on supporters paragraph. Uh-huh. Hmm. They should have been scenery. Sorry. Hey, Too listeners. late now. <laughs> That's okay. We forgive you for ruining this entire game with your candles. <laughs> okay, I want to check out that Christian flag. You assume it's the Christian flag because there's a red cross near the top, but you've never seen such a flag anywhere else. Yeah, can we look that up in the book? Uh, I have a couple of beefs with the Christian flag's design. First, it cribs far too heavily from the American flag, which probably alienates all the Canadian Christians and Moroccan Christians who use it if they even bother. Second, the cross is <laughs> red on top of blue, which violates the rule of tincture. <laughs> um, what's the rule of tincture? The rule of tincture... Look up rule of tincture. Tincture. The rule of tincture states that you don't put white and yellow next to each other, and you don't put colors other than white and yellow next to each other. It's an extremely well-established and basic rule for flags and coats of arms and that kind of thing. Huh. Interesting. So you separate all colors into either white or yellow or not white or yellow, and then you In heraldry, them... white and yellow um, are the metals, gold and silver. And then there's everything else, and those are the colors. And you don't put metals on metals, and you don't put colors on colors, just because it makes everything more legible. Now I'm thinking about every single flag I've ever seen. Think about every <laughs> single street sign you've ever seen. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I mean, anyone who's designing a flag should mm -hmm. have know this basic rule. Like, I'm not a heraldry expert, but I know the first rule. 
and whoever designed the Christian flag doesn't know the first rule. Or they probably do because some nerd yelled at them about it. But it was too late. <laughs> Man, so a thing that I recently found out was a thing was individual cities having their own flags. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and some of them are real wild. Like what? Um, so, like, Des Moines. Have you seen the flag of Des Moines? No, but I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, it's all these, like, modern... It's bridges, but they're real mid-century modern-looking. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> Isn't that cool? That is really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Should I see if Waterloo has a flag? I bet it... Oh, yeah. It's our city seal on top of a oh. kind of tricolor thing. Okay. Not that great. There's still a bridge, though. Yeah, bridges are good. You guys must have a lot of bridges. <laughs> well, we have a <laughs> river. Emily, does your city have a flag? Not that I know of, but... No, that's the the Western Australian flag. Oh, okay. Okay. So, uh... Racine, Wisconsin has a flag... And they break the heraldry rules pretty hard. Uh, what's the state abbreviation for Wisconsin? W-I. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, so, Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah, this is it. Um, no, the, the, when you have outlines around things, oh, it's kind of an end run outlines. around the rule of tincture. Um, okay. Oh, now that I'm looking at... Uh, yeah, okay, now that I'm looking at it, all the yellow is separated from the white by black. Yeah. It's not okay. great. <laughs> oh, man. I hope nobody from Racine okay. is listening to this. Yeah. Um, mm, Milwaukee could use a tune-up, too. <laughs> it's very busy. There's a lot going on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's a flag? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I can so. see that being the header of your website, but... <laughs> <laughs> better better font choices could have been made. Yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. You actually <laughs> don't like... need to put the name of the thing on the flag. <laughs> <laughs> Classic newbie flag mistake. <laughs> it also looks like somebody's maybe third time learning a vector program. <laughs> <laughs> hey, flag jabs here on Clash of the Titans. Let's get back to the game. Let's get back to the game. Because we've okay. just hit the two hour mark, and I don't want, I mean, we have to do something cool, and then. Uh, yeah, we do. Actually, let's, um, let's hint Emily, or let's hint Jenny to okay. um, get to, to solve this next puzzle and get okay. to the act break. That's okay. a good stopping place. Okay, so Jenny, um, you yes. made a mistake by leaving the back room. Oh no. Should I go back to the back room? I guess. Let's see. Okay. Okay, we're back in the back room. Um, okay. There's some dark wood panels, but they're shabby and windowless. There's a bare concrete floor. There's a huge wooden chest and a closet full of robes. There's a stack oh. of candles. And I there the is huge still wood the ectoplasm. Yes. Ectoplasm. Let's examine the chest. 
When you think about it, you realise that the chest is of the same dimensions as the adjacent closet. They're the same basic object, rotated in space. The chest also has a lid. Huh, okay. Ryan, did you write that one? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, Can we open? Yeah, open the chest. You open the huge wooden chest. It doesn't say what's inside. I don't okay, know let's look inside. The huge wooden chest is empty. Boy, that's disappointing. And uh, hugely unrealistic. I <laughs> 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 don't even have this chest. Uh, let's see. I would... I would try hiding in the chest, but I know Robin is claustrophobic, as am I. When did we establish that Robin was claustrophobic? There was something in the boiler room about her feeling claustrophobic. Which I think that just reminded me from the last time I played this years ago. I think it becomes more established later. Hmm. Yeah. I I think. I might just be making it up because I want everyone to be claustrophobic. (laughs) okay Uh, examine the wall looking closely at the walls you realize that one of the panels on the wall is sitting slightly further forward than the others oh man let's move the panel you press your palms against the panel but it doesn't seem to move hmm uh can we Open it. You're not quite sure how to open the panel, or even if it can be opened. You jiggle it experimentally and it shifts a little. Okay, uh, pull panel? You grab the edges of the panel and try to pull it towards you. Nothing much seems to happen at first, but then the panel shifts upward and slides to the side. Behind it, a narrow tunnel leads downwards. You open and close the panel a few few more times to make sure you know how it works, and then leave it open. Um, The original intent of this puzzle was to make you look up the panel in the notes. Uh Uh-huh. That was going to be my next move. (laughs) (laughs) But we decided that if you try enough things, then Mm -hmm. that also works. Three things, any things... Okay. Three uh, is a good number. <laughs> three lefts does make a right. But again, okay. it let people get through the game without using the notes barely at all. Or at and that's all. a shame. Well, I think that realistically, we already have talked about this. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay. Alternatively, Uh, let's keep keep having this argument for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be like old people in in some kind of Australian nursing home situation. I can only imagine that um, the elderly in Australia are tended by giant spiders. (laughs) Let's talk about something else. Okay, let's go through the tunnel. I actually work in aged care. And you Ah! are a giant spider. Yeah. So, yeah. Imagination correct. <laughs> hey. Puzzle solved. 
<laughs> yeah, let's go in the let's go in the tunnel. You can't see any such thing. You have to go down. <laughs> down. Behind the sliding door, you find a steep, narrow flight of stairs with no handrail. You walk down them slowly, not wanting to miss your footing in the dim light. Tunnel. You could hardly call this a room. It's just a long, musty, narrow space behind a wall. At one end, a flight of stairs runs up to the room behind the altar. At the other end, a heavy door leads out to the south. In between them, a fuse box is mounted on the wall, its metal door hanging open to reveal a row of switches. A cheap-looking mirror, a black sphere, and some black cloth are lying in a heap on the floor. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's, uh... Let's examine the mirror. The mirror is large-ish, but the frame is just cheap fake wood grain plastic, and the glass, is it actually glass, is slightly warped. Judging by the Goodwill price sticker on the frame, its previous owner didn't think much of it either. Okay. Uh, examine the... what else? Was there some lights? There was a black sphere. And some a black, black sphere. cloth. Okay, black sphere. It's a sphere of annihilation. Oh. It's a black metal <laughs> ball with numerous round glass panels set into it. Turning it over, you notice that it's heavyish and slightly warm to the touch. Your fingers also find a small button on the top, base, side of the sphere. <laughs> okay, push the button. The button clicks and blue light streams from the glass panels on the sphere, reflecting off the cheap-looking mirror and scattering across the walls and ceiling. This must be one of those party light sphere things that are supposed to make your house look like a nightclub or something. Okay, let's photograph that sphere. This guy really likes me. You snap a picture of the party light sphere. The camera whirs and vibrates and eventually spits out a print of the photo. Okay. Um, what, are, what about the cloth? Let's examine the cloth. Thick, heavy black cloth of some kind. A curtain or something, maybe. Okay. So, I bet we could turn on the basement lights in the fuse box. What's the command for that? Um, I guess uh, examine the fuse box <laughs> first. Yeah. Someone left the fuse box door hanging open, showing a neat row of red switches. Most are in the on position, but one, marked West Basement, is off. Okay, turn on West Basement. You flick the last switch into the on position. Alright. Um, maybe, maybe I should take these props... Uh, take all. Yeah. Party light sphere taken, cheap looking mirror taken, black cloth taken. Okay. Yeah. Are we ready to go back upstairs? Um, there's also oh, another right. exit from this room. Yeah, let's go north. From here, the only way out is up to the back room. That's not true. Uh, the door's huh. south. Was it not north? The, south. There's a heavy door to the south, yeah. And I don't yeah. know why it's not listed in that 
because it's not open. It's it's poorly programmed. I'm sorry. Programmed by some kind of idiot, it sounds like. Fire the lead programmer. Okay. <laughs> First oh. opening the heavy door. End of hallway. The hall ends here at a heavy door to the north. A huge mural of David fighting Goliath adorns the west wall, but it's marred by a streak of grey gunk clinging to the wall. Echoing footsteps draw your attention to a figure walking down the south end of the hallway, but whoever it is goes into the Sunday school room before you can see their face. I think that that's where we should stop. Yes. Okay. Um, Because it's the most exciting part of the entire game. (laughs) Okay. Cliffhanger. Yeah, you're going to have to find out what's happening here for yourselves. Some kind of mystery or something. Um, was there anything else we wanted to say about this game? Uh, not that I recall. What about you? Jenny, do you have any questions about this game? <laughs> oh my gosh. I think I, I... I think I asked everyone I could think of already. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, did you want to talk about your collaborative process? Uh, sure, let's talk about that a bit. Um, I One of my first ideas for IF that I wanted to do was a game about a um, high school newspaper recorder, reporter looking for a ghost in the church. And then Emily and I decided to do that together. Yes. What was the next step, Emily? Um, intending to enter IF Comp 2012 and not actually getting any work done nope. for <laughs> weeks or months <laughs> at a time. Um, but it was a case where uh, we actually... I think that we did a bunch of the, like, under the hood, like the camera stuff. I did a proof of concept of the camera. That was one of the first things we did. We um, came up with a map. Mm-hmm. We talked about puzzles. Um, I we, guess we had a pretty solid outline, and then yeah. we like broke off working on it for a long time. And we then, were just being lazy. Yeah, and we got back to it, um, uh, like a year later or whatever, in time to start working on it for um, the thirteen comp. Um, and I don't know. We worked together on it. <laughs> I'm not sure how interesting the collaborative aspect of it was. I guess originally you were in charge of design and writing, and I was in charge of the technical aspects. So I would keep coming up with stuff to ask you to do. <laughs> Well, I wanted to implement GoTo, and you wouldn't let me. You didn't have to bring that up. <laughs> oh, I was just about to ask if there was any, any anywhere you butted heads on. I guess that. Um, we apparently butted heads on the question of whether puzzles should uh, force you to look things up in the notes. Um, what else? Uh, I don't think there was much else because 
If it was a design or writing question, then I'd defer to you. <laughs> it being your idea originally. Um. Well, one of the things we did early on was figure out the ghost's backstory. Oh, that's true. It barely comes up. Um. And there was this alternative backstory we didn't use but which resulted in the cat being white with a black spot on the end of its tail, oh, which it still right. is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I forgot all about that. Um, oh, can we say any of that on the air? If you feel like we can. There are huge spoilers involved, though. <laughs> um, okay, we're at the end of the episode. Okay. So um, if you care I, about you know spoilers, what? stop listening. No, I'm not going to say any spoilers. Uh, <laughs> keep listening. I'm going to look listening. up the ghost, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we did a good job. <laughs> I wrote a lot. Uh, I don't know how much you already know about the ghost in the church, so I'll give you the whole story. Jenny Bancroft is the name of the ghost that haunts Grace United Methodist. She used to be alive, but then she died in or around the church sometime in the distant past. I keep meaning to look up when she died, but I haven't had time. When people see her, she looks like a teenage girl in pigtails. I don't think she shows up covered in blood or anything like that. She's just a sad girl. Obviously, a lot of the time, she's invisible, though. <laughs> Some of the evidence that we have for her existence includes sounds of footsteps and the girl crying when nobody else is in the church, cold spots in rooms, rooms that suddenly become cold for no reason, Stuff goes missing, then shows up again. You see someone at the end of the hallway, but when you get to the end of the hallway, there's nobody there. Basically, everybody has seen her out of the corner of their eye at some point. Debate continues on the subject of how Jenny died. Popular theories state that she jumped off the church steeple, or she drank poison, or she used a space heater to carbon monoxide herself. According to one explanation, she died accidentally because she was using a Ouija board, but that theory is idiotic. <laughs> Jenny Bancroft definitely committed suicide, and it was definitely because of a boy she was in love with. Mm. Is it spooky for you, Jenny, to hear about a ghost named Jenny? Not that. Just a little bit. It's spelled with an I. I-E. Jenny E. Oh, an I-E. Yeah. Oh, I was picturing a Y, Jenny. Because, you know, there are, there are the ones... They're the ones who have these problems. Who carbon <laughs> Although I themselves. could see an IE, Jenny. Uh, I think it. that we um, went with IE because we wanted an old-timey sounding name. I think okay. you just decided unilaterally. Oh, okay. Well, it was because I wanted it to be an old-timey sounding name. Um, I think at some point I had a very solid grasp of what year this game takes place in, and it's like early October of that year. Um, <laughs> But I, I never got a hand like Casey. I never got a handle on when this ghost was supposed to be from, and so who can say? Who can say? Okay, I have another. I have a non-church theft story. Oh, okay. Uh, Erica says, "Nope, but I stole a chunky bar from a store when I was three or four by eating it before anyone noticed." <laughs> Congratulations, Erica. Yeah, good job. <laughs> well, uh, do we have anything well, else to say on this podcast? Um, no, I think we're done. 
Okay. Um, thank you for working with me on this game, Emily. Thank you for working with me on this Zizzy Award-winning game. Zizzy Award-winning game. Yeah, um, thank you for writing this Zizzy Award-winning game, Ryan and Emily, and coding it. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I was trying to signal to Emily that we were going to say you're welcome in unison, but it did not work. Oh. Uh, Is it the cat's fault? No, the cat's way over. Yeah, it was the cat's fault. Um, uh, and thank you, Jenny, for playing along with us. Thank you, Clash of the Titans listeners, for listening to this podcast. And thank you for following us on Twitter at type underscore ins. Um, right. Make sure that you tell everybody you know about this podcast. And also make sure you tell Ryan and Jenny about your church theft stories. Yeah, yeah. Which Yeah, yeah. We know, will continue to take your church theft stories. Yeah. And if yeah. depending on when we record the next episode, we might even mm-hmm. remember to say some of them on the air. But probably yeah. not. But maybe. Yeah. Or maybe we'll record a uh, a secret bonus episode of a podcast and hide it behind a puzzle that no one will discover for literally years. Literally a year, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well. Okay, I'm going to type in quit. Okay. Are you sure you want to quit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>